Hello, you awesome dog parents. This is Krista with episode number 21 on the Wag Out Loud podcast. I hope that you're enjoying the show, and I encourage all of the listeners to check out the Bark About It page on the Wag Out Loud website. I'd love to hear about any topic, guest, or product suggestion that you might have, or if you heard something on the show that helped your dog, we'd love to learn about that. We might even have you on the show to share your story. Now let's go right to our canine fun fact. An estimated 1 million dogs in the United States have been named as the primary beneficiaries in their owner's will. Welcome to the Wag Out Loud podcast, where we cater to dogs and the people who love them, bringing you helpful tips on canine health care, nutrition, and overall well-being. I'm your host, Krista Karpowicz, and I am super excited to be bringing you yet another tail-wagging episode. Welcome to the show, everybody. Today, we are lucky to have back with us Dr. Tori Countner. She is the founder of The Balanced Pet Vet, which is a Los Angeles-based mobile practice, and she focuses on pain management and integrative medicine. Her goal is to get educate people on a more balanced approach to medicine, lifestyle, and to help strengthen the human-animal bond. Dr. Tori, thanks for being back with us on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be back with you. Yes. Well, this topic is near and dear to my heart. Uh, we are today going to talk about geriatrics. Mm-hmm. Age ain't nothing but a number. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So let's talk about what age are dogs considered to be seniors? Um, small dogs, they, uh, they age probably around, I would say around 10 years old, 12 years old. You start to say that they are older geriatrics or seniors. Bigger dogs, unfortunately, don't live as long. So I would I usually say to clients around eight, nine years old, they start to become geriatrics in in my book. And I don't even know where to start. We could take this in so many different directions. What are your opinions on food for the senior dogs? Because there's a a myth about, oh, senior dogs should have less protein, whereas I believe they should have more protein as long as they aren't in renal failure. Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of senior dogs, unfortunately, do have concurrent illnesses. And so we adjust, you know, again, renal failure. We want to look at that protein level, keep it, you know, not keep it too high. But for general senior dogs, I really do. I I like the protein in it. Um, There's still a lot of kind of research and literature out there, but I want to keep their muscles strong. I want to keep them healthy. I don't want to just, you know, fill them with carbs. So again, a good balance of the veggies, the carbs, the protein, and maybe they need some sort of supplement. I mean, I'm all about supplements, even though if they're getting a good balanced food, especially for our seniors with dementia, we're seeing that a lot more. So adding in like a fish supplement to help keep the brain healthy, sometimes CoQ10, uh, can help be neuroprotectant. Again, please ask your veterinarian before starting in any of these. But with seniors, I like to keep the food balanced as they were through their adult life. But it, but it's more about, for me, more about switching the supplements or adding in some things to help them with whatever is going on. And what do you recommend as far as exercise for an older dog? For older dogs, they they usually will tell you. So if it's been, you know, like if 
they've been your running mate for years and years and years. Um, you may want to just decrease the mileage and see how they do after. Are they really stiff? Are they really uh, sore the next day? Therefore, just, you know, kind of slowly bring it back a little bit. But exercise is great. You know, rest is rust. Motion is lotion. Um, so you don't want them sitting around all day. You want to keep their joints and especially their muscles engaged and healthy. So again, they'll they'll tell you, but you know, I have three dogs and the older one, like once around the block is great, but it takes us a long time to get around the block because he loves to sniff, look at other dogs, you know, what is what is this flower? So for him, it's more about just getting outside and getting the new uh, or getting the fresh air um, while slowly exercising his joints, keeping his muscles good and supple. You know, if a dog's been hiking forever, Maybe just decrease the hikes a little bit if they're showing signs of stiffness, soreness, that type of thing. You definitely want to have them keep doing what they love doing, but maybe just, you know, a little bit less frequent or decrease the time. Again, if they're showing signs that they aren't able to handle a long game of fetch or longer hikes or, or runs or walks or that sort of thing. Okay. And I've heard that senior dogs should have their annual exams twice a year. Is that correct? Yes, that's what I recommend for sure. Blood work, I, I love at least annually. But since they age so much faster than we do as humans, just getting them checked out, feeling their lymph nodes, looking at their eyes, looking in their ears, oral exam, rectal exam, palpating their abdomen, vets can pick up things that you may not pick up at home. Dogs love to hide their illness. Dogs you know, hide any pain or um, weakness, especially to their owners, because they're such people pleasers, and they want to please everybody. Plus, it's just kind of in their DNA to hide the illness until it's until it's too far progressed. So I do recommend twice yearly exams, if you want to do blood work at each of those exams, even better, but at least blood work once a year, checking the urine, making sure that everything is working properly. And one thing we think about as we get older as well is joint issues. Yeah. So what what should we look out for? I, especially if they're medium to larger size dogs, I definitely want them on a joint supplement, you know, very early on in life. For discomfort or arthritis, you want to, you are going to be looking for signs of slowly getting up, slow to move, sore or stiff after runs, walks, hikes, that type of thing. Um, but also very subtle signs of not jumping up on the couch anymore, struggling to go up the stairs, struggling to go down the stairs. If you go, if they're having trouble going up the stairs, it's usually hind end issues. If they're struggling to go down, then it's usually elbow or front limb issues. Also, if they, if you're petting them and they're kind of yelping or giving you a sign that they are in discomfort, that's a, another indicator that they're painful. But they should also still have good range of motion. So again, your veterinarian can help with that with those twice a year checkups as well. But yeah, just those subtle signs at home of not moving as well or kind of slowing down could be an indicator of some pain. And you are an expert in pain management. Can you tell us about what you see in your older patients that they are in pain and what can be done maybe in addition to or instead of giving them Rimadyl or yeah, other so definitely I love them on a joint supplement. Fish oils I really like. Again, that decreases inflammation for joint care. It's great for coat health as well, and again for brain health. So what I look for is again range of motion, any kind of 
swelling of the joints, like the knee joints, if there is something going on, it'll definitely feel bigger or more pronounced than the other one. I palpate along the spine to see, is there any discomfort? Is there any pain? They may not yelp out all the time, but they'll turn around and look at you or give you some sort of indication, you know, tense their body, that type of thing to tell you that doesn't feel good. That doesn't feel normal. So palpating along the spine, moving their neck around, moving their joints. If they're unable to kind of flex and extend normally, that could be an indicator of some arthritis or pain or soft tissue issues as well. So yeah, and again, I ask for a really good history because that indicates to me that there could be something going on. Trouble with stairs, soreness after walks, slipping on hardwood or tile floors, that's a big one also, or dogs that actually avoid like the kitchen because it's tile and they like the bedrooms better because there could be a carpet or or better footing in there, that type of thing. So how else can we increase the quality of life for older dogs? How, what can we do in our home to set them up for success? So just watching how they react. Again, if they hate the kitchen, but their food bowl is in there, it might be best to put some sort of mat or some good footing, like a little rug or something that they can stand on while they're drinking water, while they're eating food, raising the food bowl so that they don't have to bend down. For me, you know, I went to extremes with my dog. So uh, I have a set of three stairs. So I put a little ramp there that he can go up and down. Sometimes in high traffic, areas. If you want to put down a yoga mat, that has great footing. But if you don't want to change your house, there are little booties um, that you can put on your dogs that help with grip. There are those Busby's toe grips, uh, toenail grips that really help with footing. For walking outside, there's some great harnesses that go on the front and the back so that you can help them with their front and their back legs and they can walk relatively normally. And around the house, just making sure that If they do want to jump up on the bed, you help them up. There are some stairs that uh, you can put next to the bed for that. Again, jumping down, you you really don't want them to do that. So helping them off the bed or furniture, that type of thing. And also giving them a, a space where they can relax where they can kind of get away from the chaos of the house. Uh, You know, if you have kids or other dogs, they may just need some space to sleep. So creating, you know, a good, a nice bed or a crate or somewhere where they can go to basically just get away and sleep and relax. That sounds good. And some people think, okay, I have an older dog. It would be a great idea to bring a puppy into the family. Sometimes, what yeah. Are your thoughts sometimes that? that's a great idea. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't work out too well. A lot of older dogs they they do take well to the puppy, uh, but you also have to watch the puppy. Make sure you know that the play is not causing issues in terms of you know if the puppy's just running and jumping into the other dog or causing any slamming into the dog that type of thing and also just remembering to give the older dog a lot of love having a new puppy can be very overwhelming for older dogs a lot of people do trials so they'll do a couple days or a week with either another dog or a new puppy or you know, if there is a neighbor or someone that you know that has a new puppy, have them play together and see how that older dog does. Um, like I said, some dogs love it and they like the puppiness comes out in them. But some old, older dogs just don't want to have that puppy craziness in their space, in their life. And you'll know and they'll indicate to you that, hey, this is not somebody I want to play with. So if you're going to adopt another dog or get another dog, I would try and do it before for your other dog reads geriatric age or adopt an older dog. I think there is a lot of, uh, there, there are a lot of dogs that just 
you know, love having that companionship. So that's another route as well. But my best advice would say, bring a puppy into the mix for a trial a couple days or, you know, just an overnight and, and see how that older dog reacts and respect then how they feel about that. Right. And just like us, as we age, our vision and our hearing mm-hmm. change, that's the same with dogs, Yes, correct? definitely. They adjust a lot better than we do as humans. That's, you know, they have a lot better senses. So um, that's great. They can still navigate the world. I know a lot of blind and deaf dogs and they still do really well. But if they do become deaf, you know, other ways of approaching them, uh, you know, don't approach them directly from behind too quickly because they may get startled and and that would cause um, a little bit of anxiety every time. So approach them a little, you know, from the side so they can see you. If they're blind, trying to keep them in a, you know, a familiar room or familiar place and not moving the furniture around too much. There are also those halo collars where basically it's like a little halo above their head. So if they are bumping into furniture, that little, that round halo above their head can indicate that they're close to something. But they do really well. You know, like I said, they adjust so much better than we do. But getting, that's where the regular checkups come in to see, is their hearing going? Is their vision going? Because sometimes with dogs, they don't, you don't really know that it's going until it's, they're actually pretty blind. So your veterinarian can help you with that. And speaking of that, uh, my dog Winston is 10 and I thought he might be developing cataracts, but upon examination, my vet said, no, it's just hardening of the lens, which is normal for aging dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Nuclear sclerosis. So basically they just look a little bit hazy. It's kind of, again, like humans where um, our vision isn't as clear as we age. And so they can still see, they can still make out shapes, but like us or like me, I tend to kind of squint with smaller writing, more I don't see things in the distance as clear as I once did. But yes, it's just kind of that, uh, the change of the lens and it looks a little bit hazy. But again, a vet can can differentiate between that and cataracts and then, you know, discuss options from there. There are, we can do cataract surgery in dogs, which is wonderful. And then they, you know, they get their vision back. So yeah, I, again, seeing your vet to make sure that there is no cataract developing. But yeah, that haziness is normal for older dogs. And why do we see with senior dogs more incontinence? Um, That could be nerve issues. So if they have a disc issue, which a lot of smaller dogs do have, like the dachshunds, the French bulldogs with longer backs, if they do have nerve damage or nerve issues, if they have a herniated disc, then that doesn't communicate to the bladder um, or the rectum as well. And yeah, they can become incontinent. Again, it's just older age and degeneration. So again, going in for checkups will help either slow that progression or prevent it or make sure that uh, your dog is healthy and there's nothing else going on, either like a carcinoma or a urinary tract infection or stones or crystals or anything like that. But yeah, pee pads. They have diapers now. There's a lot of kind of small changes that we can do to to help them if they aren't incontinent. Well, this has all been fantastic advice. 
Dr. Tori, if somebody is in the Los Angeles area and would like to reach out to you, how can they find out more about you and the Balanced Pet Vet? So my website is balancedpetvet.com. And I'm also on Instagram and Facebook is uh, Balanced Pet Vet. So yes, feel free to reach out. I, I really try and do a lot of education through my Instagram posts and just helping people with their geriatric dogs or any dogs, cats in different life stages or different issues. And so be my Instagram at uh, Balance Pet Vet or, or Facebook or online. Dr. Tori, thank you for spending time with us today and giving us so much information on how we can make our older dogs more comfortable. Thank you. And we want to have you on again. So thank you so much. Thank you very much. This was wonderful. Thanks for listening to the Wag Out Loud podcast. If you enjoy the show, please be sure to subscribe, and we'd love to hear your comments. You can find out more by visiting wagoutloud.com, and there you'll find great product recommendations and fantastic resources. That's also where to visit our Bark About It page, where you can suggest topics, guests, or products. I appreciate you. Catch you next time.